Welcome to the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast, episode number 196. And coming up on this one, Joseph Wall returns to the lineup for the Leafs, and they hang on to beat the Yotes 4-2. What is the Leafs' biggest need at the deadline? What do you think it is? We're going to talk about it. Bertuzzi finally looking like the guy we thought we were getting in the summer, and we got two segments tonight. Just the tip and saved by the stash. All this and more coming up on 196 of the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast. The Maple Leafs have not won at home in regulation against the Arizona Coyotes since October 17th, 2002. 21 years, which is absolutely insane. But they find a way tonight to hold on and get it done. We're going to break it all down, plus so much more. Let's hit the intro. Welcome, everybody, to the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast. I'm Chad. I'm Dale. Don't forget to follow us on social media at the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Tip In Podcast on TikTok, Tip In Pod on Twitter. Email us, tippinpodcast at gmail.com, and send us your nude photos to tippinpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Dale, what's up? Yeah, man, what's cooking? What's no, cooking? <laughs> Not much. Not much. I'm just kidding. Please don't. <laughs> Please. Well, no. Please don't no. send your nudes. Well, <laughs> I only say that because I only say that because like I'm the one that checks the email and some, once in a while I go to the spam folder and I don't know if it's because the name is tip in or oh. because of what we talk about on the show, but it's just it's just all porn. The entire spam is like Is that right? Yeah, it's like, "Hey, I love your podcast. Click on this link to see my nudes." Okay, like, well, the whole spam folders just I mean that's not the worst thing, is it? That can't be the worst thing. Well, I don't click on the link, so I don't know if it's a good thing. Maybe I need to start checking the email myself. Yeah, yeah check it on your computer. No, I don't want to check it on mine. Yeah, fair enough, man. Hey. Okay, so off anything off the top? No, no, Leafs win. Yeah, the Leafs, yeah, first time in 20. 20- one years they beat Arizona. They beat the Coyotes at home, which is fucking crazy, man. But gonna say this for the last time here, Chad, because this is it, folks. This is it. After tonight, we will be going live after the Leafs game starting Saturday night when the New York Rangers roll into town. Check out our post game podcast live on YouTube. Come and join us. We'd love to have you. And throughout the rest of the season and into the playoffs, we will be live on YouTube doing a post-game podcast for the remainder of the season. If you can't catch us live, catch us at your normal time. Audio podcast will still be there, everything, whatever. But we're just going to switch it up here. For the first, Chad, for the first time in two years, you think, Matt, we did some live streams previously. And then we... We didn't do any last year? No, well, we think about what we were doing last year right not right. not the tip in right so the last the last time we did a live stream was in the playoffs two seasons ago so it was almost it's almost been exactly two years since we've done live streams but we're going back to the live streams we're going to test it out see how it goes and 
Can't just, wait. You know, cut, cut a little time off of our, you know, like Chad has said previously on the podcast, we do everything ourselves here. Like when we're done the show, we have to upload and download and upload and all that upload, download, upload. How many times did I just say load there? That's a well, lot of loads. A lot of lo- yeah, too many loads, and that's why we're going live. That's yeah. why we're going to start going live again. We can't handle but, that many loads. So come join us on Saturday, and if you can on Saturday, we'll be back Monday against the Bruins after yeah. after that game and whatever. And leave your comments. We'll get the comments on the screen during the live streams and all that. Yeah, we'll read them out on the live stream, and all, and and everything will be available this after the live stream. Everything will be uploaded as normal on all podcast platforms on YouTube. No, nothing changes it's just we'll be going live that's the only thing that's changing so it'll just be immediate like right now we would be live on youtube if we were doing it live saturday night at this time we will be so there you go tell your friends tell your family tell your, tell family, your friends, friends. Family. <laughs> exactly. tell your friends moms exactly oh yeah make sure to tell your friends moms that's a big one we want them joining for sure so anyway We'll get that out of the way. So, yeah, we'll see a Saturday live stream after the Rangers game. It should be an awesome Rangers first place in the Metro. should be an awesome game. Can't wait for that one. I forget the kid's name right at this time, but the guy that's just getting in a fucking fight every night. Think he goes Reeves on Saturday or what? Like, how oh, do they, yeah. they not? How do they not? Well, he's pretty banged up, though, right now. Yeah, that- that's what I was going to say. Like, he looks, he don't look good. His face is completely banged up. Apparently, he's got a... Like a couple injuries on his hands, like some well, sprains. He, he's some been like, fighting every night. I know, but do you know? I, do you do you know Re- this, Reeves? The, the, tonight might have been a little warm up. Do you know? Rempe on, do you know? On Saturday. If, do you know if this Rempe kid is American or Canadian? I, yeah. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I, he's the, the Canadian. He's Canadian. Like the only reason I say that is because, like, does hockey night in Canada on a Saturday night mean anything to this kid? Like he's is, from Calgary. Okay, so it probably does. Yeah, it, it means a lot. So probably playing Toronto means a lot because so, growing up in Alberta, he probably so, hated the Leafs. So there's a good chance, no matter how banged up he is, there's a solid chance you're going to see it. But anyway, we'll 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 deal with that when we get there. I'm going to open with this, Chad. Sheldon Keefe, okay, has huge. I can't believe we didn't get in. I forgot, totally forgot about this last podcast. Sheldon Keefe had a huge ejection. What? was that sir sheldon keith had a huge ejection what was that what what ejection he had a huge ejection last game against last night last game last game against (laughs) last night too he might have had a huge erection (laughs) that's that's where i was going with that actually probably not a big erection but he had because of the huge ejection Keith was fined $25,000 for unprofessional conduct against the officials. That's now, quite I, the ejection. Oh, my God. So, yeah, no chance he had an erection last night. Once the fine came down, he was like, oh, my God, my massive ejection cost me $25,000, probably cost him his erection last night. But look, man, I I think this is total bullshit. Like, let's be honest. Like. The refs fucking sucked in that game. And here it did uh, just quickly. I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Like why don't, okay. Keith gets fined $25,000 for his huge ejection. That's a little, you know, that's a little steep in my mind, but like, why don't the fucking refs ever 
need to be held accountable. Like the refs just no, no problem. Like coach, yeah. coach gets a fine. Cause he he's pissed or whatever and gets ejected. But like the refs can just whatever the fuck they want to do. And it's no problem. Like the, why are the refs never looked at by the because league? The league doesn't hold them accountable for that, that, that. But why the fuck is that? Like if a ref has a bad game and misses several calls and whatever, and the league, like, why is the league not allowed to go back and look at that and be like, yeah, dude, you know what? Like, you really fucking blew. Like, I'm talking about the refs here. Like, you really blew that officiating wise. Like, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Why? Why? I, I've always why can't been, you? Why can't you find the fucking refs? I don't know if you can find them. Like, I no, don't know you how, you can't. Yeah, I don't know if that would be the answer. I've always been a big believer that just fire them. <laughs> no, I've always been a, but yeah, just but then you'd run out of refs really quick no, because. Uh, we're always complaining about them, but I've always been a big believer that they should they should talk to the media. Oh, like, uh, not every game, but if something happens, a game like that, a game like that, they should come out and just answer a few questions. Why did you make this call? Why did you make that call? And give a reason behind it. But you're right. They don't have to. They get to just take off their gear, walk out the back entrance into their car to the airport. I mean, God. The league does. Keith has to stand there and answer. The refs just get fucking get the well, fuck Keith, out of there, out of dodge. Keith, Keith had to. He got ejected. So yeah. he, I mean, he, in front of the whole crowd, he had to walk down the tunnel and go away. And nothing like that ever happens to the ref. I'm surprised he was even able to do a post game interview because he had such a huge ejection. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I know. Like, crazy. I know. You never see the refs. Then refs never have to deal with a big ejection. No. 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 Fuck no. 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 <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, I think the refs should do maybe release a statement. Like maybe after each game, they just put out this is these are the calls that the controversial calls, and this is why we made those. This is why we made the decisions. And you know, things are gonna get missed. It's a fast game. I get you're nice. gonna have bad calls here and there. Of course. But then there are times when I think like Keefe has a tendency to chirp and chirp and chirp like crazy behind the bench. And I think it does get to the rest where they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to call. We're going to call penalties for Vegas and not for the Leafs. And I think they should be accountable for that by releasing a statement or talking to the media and being like, this is why we did what we did. Totally It'll agree. never happen under Gary Bettman. No, it won't. But I totally agree with that. Anyway. So just quickly, speaking of Bettman, did you see him? Oh, God. I want the league to go back to 1v8, like one in, in, in the conference. Who, who doesn't? Would love I to think see right that. now, if that were the, the case, way it, the Leafs would play Carolina in the first round with home ice advantage. You, you're just not getting all Atlantic matchups and all Metro. Like, switch it the fuck up. I know. He did that interview, and he's just like, he is so fucking stubborn, Gary Bettman. Like the idea yeah. of changing it, changing anything in his league is just a no-no. Like no, Arizona's not going anywhere, even though they're playing in a fucking university arena that they're it's not crazy. they're not even the main team of. Yeah, it's crazy. It and is then, crazy, man. Yeah. He's like, no, we're not, we love the playoff format. The fans love it. It's like the fans don't love it. No, the fans don't fucking love it. No, who way. loves it? The, the no. players don't love it. Sidney Crosby came out and said, I would love it to go back to a, 
Oh. One, one through eight in the Eastern Conference. If you pulled most of the players, I'm sure they would be in agreement with that. And I'm, I'm sure if you pulled most of the fans, they would be in agreement yeah. with that as well. No they, one like, no one likes this current fucking format no. except for the fucking guys working there. Apparently, actually, I think it, once daily it's takes dead over, right now, like it, the Leafs are in third, and they've got a tough way to go to get to second or first. So it looks like okay, they're going to start on the road. If it was one through eight. They'd be fighting for home ice advantages, and you, you exactly. all of a sudden you'd pay attention to what Carolina's doing, and you pay attention to these other teams because you're like, all right, if we finish ahead of them, we'll get home ice advantage. We'll play them in the first round. Exactly. Florida, Boston, Toronto, none of them would be none. playing each other if we went back to one versus eight. So yeah, I'm I'm for it, man. Maybe yeah, it's one, stupid. Like maybe. you have you have three of the top five teams in the league in the same fucking division, so two of them are going to get bounced. In the first couple rounds. Yeah, it's it's total bullshit. Like, I think maybe once Daly takes over, who knows when that will be. But I think maybe when Bill Daly takes over, he I think he might be more open to, like, looking at some different options. Batman is just, no. Jerry doesn't, no. No. He's too old. Like, he's his, like his, 77. His, I don't know how old he is, but like yeah. fucking retired, Jerry. His way or the highway. Like, it's just, it's great. Well, he's, they're, they're probably going to expand again, though. He wants to stay around for that and be like, oh, look, I made, I've, I've, got, I've dropped 34 teams into the league. Great. Like, it's not hard enough to fucking win already. Let's add two fucking, put a team in Utah or Salt Lake City, whatever. Let's put another team in fucking, where were they talking? Somewhere in Texas, uh, another team in Texas somewhere, or like, there's, potential expansion on the board here not in canada of course because that would just be crazy yeah. why would you do, was, why would you go why would you go back to quebec or anything like well and that's the thing like winnipeg right now is just just above of arizona on attendance like they're not getting the fans in winnipeg which is so, crazy because they're one of the best teams in the league that I is know, crazy but, but times are tough like things are expensive in canada right now and winnipeg's not really you know, it's probably not really a town like Toronto where there's tons of money. You have yep. Bay Street and things like that. Yeah, it costs a lot to go to the... It costs game. a lot to go to a game. It costs a lot to take your family to a game. He was in that interview. He was saying like, oh, everything's fine in Winnipeg. We're not going to do anything. If he stays long enough and he does something like moves Winnipeg before Arizona, Arizona. I'm like... Is- I'm done with this guy. I I'm already done with this guy. Oh, sorry. The other team, they're t- dude, they're talking about going back to Atlanta for the third oh, time. For the third time. It didn't work two previous times, and they're considering doing it again? That's nuts. What? what? That's nuts. If you were running the league, and I was like the second in command, and you threw on the table like, well, like Atlanta? I'd be like, come here for a second. Because it's a huge. <laughs> I need, I need to, I it's need to a talk. huge, huge market. It's a huge market, but it hasn't worked. They don't give a shit, man. No, no. they. Anyway, okay, we got to move on from this. Yeah, we'll move so on. Much other shit. Okay, so Joseph Wall returns, makes thirty saves on thirty-two shots, gives up two goals. What do you think of Joseph Wall in his return to action? We called it last podcast that this is the game to get him in. What do you think of Joe Wall back in net for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Awesome. Yeah, good. Awesome. Solid. Awesome. Solid. Awesome. Yeah, I thought it was awesome because in the third period, the team in front of them just didn't did, didn't really help him out. Didn't look didn't look like a guy who was just missed what December seventh. Like they said, he missed almost 80, three months. 80, yeah, he was out eighty five days or so. Something almost, like almost didn't look like a guy that just missed three months. Did he? No, no, not at all. And has only played no. one AHL game before coming into this one. And Arizona was like, they were like they were really going to the net hard. And they were, you know, 
They were trying to get garbage goals, trying to really throw him off his game, screen him, do all that shit. He played yeah. really good. And he didn't. It, what is it? His right? Was it a high ankle sprain on his right leg? Like he, he uh, made some was, huge pads. I think it was his left leg. I think it left was his leg? left leg. I'm not 100% unsure. Like when he, I remember the play in Ottawa where he, like he slid to the left. Right, right. On that, I think it was his left, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Just he didn't look uncomfortable at all. No. So yeah, awesome. Awesome job by Joseph Wall. Okay, I'm going to rip through this quickly and get your thoughts on it. And then we'll move on to some other shit. So yeah. Marner, beautiful play on the first goal to get it to Nice to open the scoring. Marner's 50th assist of the season, Chad, inching closer to 100 points. Third all-time on that assist. Third all-time now on the lease with 50 assist seasons. That was his fifth. Salming has five. Sittler has six, six 50 assist seasons. And they said on the broadcast tonight that now Marner is on pace for exactly 69 assists. What do you wow. think? That's perfect. Yeah, that's like, that's perfect. Perfect. Exactly. Exact right number. Hope to see it. And then here you we get go. 69 assists, get ejected. That's it. That's how what, it works. What what better what be, and to combine on those two things, what better place to go right here or right now than you know Marner's on pace for sixty nine assists. We were just talking about Keith's massive ejection, huge ejection. <laughs> what better place to go than Tyler Bertuzzi Ooh. getting it cooking early in the second with a wild tip, Chad, first segment of the night. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for just the tip. Perhaps play a little game called Just a Tip. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. How about we play a little game called Just the Tip? Dude, Tyler Bertuzzi. Did you hear Chris Cuthbert at the very start of this game? When he said Bertuzzi was on the ice and he had a chance or whatever? He's like, you got to be careful with that guy. <laughs> he has a hot stick right now. No, I didn't, but that's that is absolutely accurate, man. This yep. was a fucking rocket ship here. Okay. So you know things are going in the right direction for Bertuzzi. I was about to call him our boy, but I can't yet. I want to because he's now he's tipping it in. Like he's inching closer yep. to be getting in the our boy conversation. But he I hit the post on an empty net though. Can't yeah, that is true. Can't quite go there yet with the R boy thing, but this fucking tip in was absolutely incredible. This was, was a laser, an absolute laser beam. It looks like Bertuzzi, like he's scoring every game now. All of yeah. a sudden, could couldn't buy one, couldn't buy one. Every game now he's putting the puck in the net, and not only that, Chad. Now he's ripping tips. He's ripping tips. I know, like our boy Bert. <laughs> I just said it. I said. <laughs> you were just like, I can't say our boy yet. <laughs> that didn't last 20 seconds, and then you called him our boy. Once I thought about it for a second, I'm like, this guy just ripping tips now. It's hard to not. It's hard to not. <laughs> well, why can't he be our boy? <laughs> just because he's got a great he's, mustache. He's ripping he's, tips. He struggled so hard, but now that he's ripping tips, yeah, it's hard yeah. to... <laughs> You start ripping like McMahon, like you start ripping tips. You're coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Our boy Bertuzzi. Our boy Bertuzzi. <laughs> ripping. Massive tips. redirection. 
Don't ever say that. That's please. what Cuthbert called it on. Yeah, the that's they. No, please, Chad. Do never ever say that again on this show. Please, do never call that. Like I don't know what that means. Redirect. Get, come on, man. It, what a what a laser beam bullet tip for Bertuzzi. That from, was incredible. No, from our boy, our boy, our boy Bertuzzi. Hard shot from Lagason from the point, and Bertuzzi tips it in. Just incredible, and that made it two nothing at that time. Yeah. Little did we know that this was going to be the game winner, but it turned out to be. So we're going back to back segments because guess who gets the third goal of the game? Another little muzzy. Do you know what segment we're doing here, Chad? Right oh, away. Yeah. This would be saved by the stash. Stash. Oh, baby. Anytime Austin Matthews saves the day, you're saved by the stash. Game winning. I didn't goal. think this would be the game winning. Goal. Nope, neither did I. This put the lease up three nothing at this time. And did you not think that this would be when he got that? You're like, this, like you said, the other podcast, there's one. Yeah, there's one. Yeah, for sure. And the way they were playing and the way Arizona looked, I'm like, this could be six nothing and Matthews could pop another two. 100%. But, but it, uh, it went the other way. Yeah, it did. But Matthews, bullseye baby, gets his 53rd of the season on pace now for 74 goals. Great play by Nylander. Yeah, for sure. Kind of a broken play, but it ended up on 34 stick, and he made no mistake, bullseye. And his 53rd goal of the season puts the Leafs up. Three nothing at that time. And then cue the comeback. Oh, imagine this. Our former little buddy, Alex Kerfoot, gets not our sp- boy. No. Oh, fuck. No, never our boy. How much shit did we talk about fucking Kerfoot on this a lot, podcast? A oh, lot. Oh, my God. Mental, man. But no surprise here that a former Leaf comes back, bites them in the ass. It happens all the fucking time. Kerfoot gets a shorthanded goal to get Arizona on the board. Coyotes get within one, and then Nylander hits the empty net. 4-2, Leafs win it in regulation. Leafs did have a 3-0 lead in this game, blew it, but they were able to hang on and win it 4-2 in regulation. The first time they beat the Coyotes at home in regulation in 21 years. That's what? right. What? That's what? right. And just what are we talking about with just that? Just to put it into that? perspective, I went and looked up. I went and looked up for all you fine listeners, all the number ones from October 17th, 2002. Just so you know how long ago that was. And Dale, I'm going to do a little trivia for you. Can you tell me? I have the top five songs. Can you tell me any one of the top five songs from October 17th, 2002 on the Billboard charts? We're going way back here. I'm going to say. Like, do I have to name the song or just the, the artist? Just the artist. And these are none of these artists you would listen to. Well, my first initially I went, this might like Blink-182. No. 2002. Beyonce? No, close. Close. Someone who was someone else who was in Destiny's Child. Oh, I was going to, well, I was going to say Destiny's Child, but oh, well. Kelly the number Rowan. one. Yeah. The, no, yeah. Uh, who were you going to say? Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland, yeah. So that was the number two song, Dilemma by Nelly featuring Kelly Rowland. Oh, okay. Number one song, the last time the Leafs beat Arizona in Toronto, was A Moment Like This by Kelly Clarkson. 
Oh, okay. American Idol stuff. Yeah, no, yep. I wouldn't know. And I then know. three was Gangsta Lovin', Eve featuring Alicia Keeves, Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And the number one movie in the box office that day was Red Dragon. Oh, man. I don't even think I've seen Red Dragon. No, I don't think I have either. But uh, anyway, okay. So, Isn't that crazy, though? Yeah, that is crazy. Like, that is, yeah. All those songs and everything are so old. All right, I'm going to try to keep trucking here because I still there's a lot of stuff I want to get to. Yeah, yeah, keep going. We're, we're running a bit long because of our ejection talk off of the top. But wow. listen to this. The Leafs are now six points back of both the Bruins and the Panthers for first spot in the Atlantic Division. They have 76 points after tonight's victory over Arizona. The Bruins and the Panthers both sit at 82 points. Man, they are... Within striking, they have two point. They have two games left against the Panthers. They have two games left against the Bruins. They are within striking distance. Will it happen or not? I don't know. A little bit more on that later. I'll, I'm going to come back to you on that. Okay, I'll keep it rolling a little bit here. So Giordano goes hard into the boards in the first period. Had to be helped off the ice. Looked like it was probably his left knee. He was favoring like his left knee when he was fa- leaving the ice, but it could have obviously been his groin, right? Like not oh. necessarily the knee, maybe the groin, probably the groin. Yeah, that's a self-ejection. <laughs> so no ejection tonight for Giordano. That is uh, for sure. But anyway, so the Leafs go down and, and had to play with 5D. And then McCabe gets a little banged up as well. And Marner starts fucking playing defense. <laughs> so it's like, come on, man. It's so crazy that like all the Giordano just comes back and then it looks like who knows? Like it didn't look good to me. Like there wasn't a lot of weight on his left leg leaving the ice. So whether that is a knee or who knows, a groin, whatever it is, it yeah. didn't look good for Giordano. It didn't look good. No. And then McCabe obviously stayed in the game, but they like they weren't playing him as much. Like you could tell something was going on there as well. He went down hard as well. This guy's just every night McCabe is just fucking hammering either his head or his leg or something into the fucking boards. So Marner starts fucking playing D at times in this game. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what <laughs> they needed. They needed defensemen. Look, like, well, no shit, right? And we're going to get into that. But like Tanif, okay, so Tanif, no longer an option. So Thank just for, for, forget about the Calgary thing. Like, it's done. It is absolutely done. Like, forget about even trying to make a deal with Calgary. Tanif goes to Dallas, like, second round pick. And a good defensive prospect is the return they got. So I understand that. So didn't end up getting a first, like people were speculating. But, and the Leafs don't have a second round pick. So and they, you know, retain, they retain salary. They retain like 75% of his yep. fucking salary, which is crazy. But like the Flames clearly don't want to make a deal with the lease because of tree living, right? Like it's just it, the writing's on the wall there. So I would not even pick up the phone. Like who's left there? Hannafin, whatever, like Bon Giappone. Like there's move on. Move on. Move like, on. Start like I wouldn't even call fucking Calgary. I'd be calling other teams like Arizona, maybe Dumba. Labushkin, we were Anaheim. We were talking like there's other guys out there. Go for a lesser name where it's not going to cost you a first round pick, and just get something fucking done to play with Morgan Riley. Like guys are dropping like fucking flies here. Like we're coming into the stretch run. Like you know what I mean. You got to do something to help this team. And I was reading today, like Keith was talking about 
his massive ejection. And he was saying about, you know, he's like, yeah, I've been talking to Brad and like, he's been working the phones and we're trying to get something done, but we're both like happy with the, the way the team has been playing. Well, yeah, no shit. Like yeah. they've won seven in a row. Now they've won like eight out of their last nine. So it's like, it's not like. But they, being the general manager of a, of a hockey team is not, is not just being like, well, we're playing good right now. So everything's good. Like your whole fucking thing is planning for tomorrow, planning for the playoffs, planning for next season. Yes. Like that's the, the coach's job is to worry about today and worry about winning tonight. The general manager's job is to be like, how do I improve this team? What does this team need? And I don't know. I don't know. Like well, tree living never talks. He never does yeah. interviews. He never does press conferences. So I have no idea what's going on. And any insider, they all say the same shit, like basically just the same shit the fans are talking about. The like, there's no, there's no information what's going on in Tree Living said. Like when when Dubas was here, there was a, a lot of stuff. Like he talked to the media a lot. When Burke was here, he never stopped talking to the media. Like he did. It seemed like Brian Burke did press conferences every day. But Tree Living, nothing. Because he Crickets. like he like listening to himself talk, Berkey. But uh, I know, but still, at least you knew what was going on, right? No, I, I hear you. When's but, the last time you heard Tree Living say a fucking no? Thing? And and here's what I would say about that too, Chad. Is that like, look, the longer you and obviously the trade deadline's next Friday, so something is either going to happen or it's not. Like right. we'll see what's up. It's it, it's coming up. So, but the you longer think something would be leaking out, though. That's what. But she said. The, like this is exactly. But this is what I'm going to say here about this. Like the longer like Giordano go, goes down tonight and Lilligren is already out. So like guys are fucking dropping almost every night. Now McCabe's banged up. He probably should not be playing, but he is because look how fucking thin they are back there. Lilligren's so, out. Lilligren. Yeah. Is that not what I said? Oh, sorry. I thought you said Gio. Both of them now. Yeah, that's what I mean. But so, but anyway, like here's, here's what I'm saying about this. Like the longer you wait on this, you're just risking more injury to somebody back there because you're asking guys to fucking play higher up and do things, play roles. They shouldn't probably yeah. be playing. So you're just risking added injury back there. Make a fucking deal. Like we said, last podcast, just pull the trigger. What are you waiting on? You know how thin you are back there. Tree living, do something like, I don't care the team. Okay, great. The teams won eight of the last nine games, picking up points. I love that. I love it. But we're watching a defenseman go down almost every night. Like it's come on, man. Like, is there really a need to wait another week? Like, I don't know. I do, do, does that make sense or no? Like you, you're just risking more injury. The longer you prevent this, do, do you know what, or prolong this? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, does that make sense or no? Yeah, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I know there's a whole lot. I've actually been uh, remember JP Ricciardi, the old. Oh, yeah the old uh, Blue Jays general yep. manager. Well, he started a podcast and, but I, I haven't actually listened to the podcast, but I heard clips and I heard him talking about basically what it's like being a general manager and how hard it is to make trades. And I get it. Like as fans were like, just do something like go and make a deal. And he talks about how like teams won't even pick up the goddamn phone. Like they have players available, but they're just toying with you. So I get it's difficult, but at the same time, Tree Living has done like the reason we shit on him, he's done nothing. Like no, he since hasn't. September. I get no. it if like things go quiet for a while, but this team was in a lull for months, nothing. And now, like, 
the you said it the defense are dropping like flies the defense has needed help for a long time and nothing like what if the trade deadline passes and he doesn't even do that no he that's doesn't right. even go out and get you a depth guy so we, like we weren't no there's just there's just no way like what so if we he doesn't like we were saying like the biggest need at the deadline like i think it's obvious like it's blatantly obvious that it's a you've got to Two guys on the back end, whether they're depth guys or a big name, whatever. You'd be lucky to get one. They need depth back there, man. I know they need depth, but do you? Is there anything that points to this? This general manager is going to go out and get you two guys at the deadline. As of right now, it doesn't look that way. But I can't see how he's not like. I, I can't see how. What 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 would you say if he came out and said, you know, the prices weren't right? So I didn't make a deal. We're going to go with this team into the playoffs. No moves. Well, I'd say, well, what were the prices? Like, what, what are we talking about here? Like, what would it have cost? Like, I'd ask him straight up. Like, well, what would it have cost? Okay, well, what if get? he doesn't tell you? What's your initial reaction if he doesn't go and make a move? I'd say, so the pr- you think the prices are too high, so you think you can... Okay, wait. but not even that. What's your just initial reaction? Trade deadline passes. Oh, I, I... They don't do anything. You can't... My initial reaction is the season's over because you can't win with that blue line. You can't, you can't right. go on. You you cannot go on a run. You a, a serious run with that decor. You can't do it. I don't care. I don't care. No, how I agree. They, I don't care how good they are up front and how good they are on net. Eventually, they'll come across a team where just the like, defense gets smoked. They don't have it back. Like they yeah, have like to Simone, add on the blue we, line. We've been, they have to. We've been talking about how great Simone Benoit's played this year and how he solidified a spot in the top six. But let's be perfectly honest. If Simone Benoit goes into the playoffs in your top four, it's not looking good. No, but dude, I'll even take it a step further. Imagine how they would look back there right now if he wasn't playing. (laughs) No, I know. He's been playing amazing. Has he been playing over his head? Oh, yeah, of course. And like you say, you you face a team who just dominates your defense. Just when it comes playoff time, the other teams, they're going to they're going to watch the video. They're going to break down your defense. They're going to know your weaknesses. No, of course. So of hopefully course. he does some. When when is March eighth? March eighth, next Friday. Next Friday, week from tomorrow. Next Friday. So or whenever you're, we're doing this Thursday, right after the game. So whenever you're listening, yeah, it's next Friday. Oh, yeah, it's leap day. Yeah. Anyway, okay, I, we're running a bit long here. Yeah, I, yeah keep going. There's two more things I want to touch on, and then and we'll bounce out of here. So after this Arizona game tonight, the four two win for the Leafs. The Leafs now have 23 games left. Chad. 14 games in the month of March and nine games in the month of April. I was looking at the schedule in the month of March. They play one Western conference team. The Edmonton Oilers come to town about mid March for a Saturday night game for the remainder 22 games of the season, all Eastern conference teams. So they only 23 games left and only one of them is against a team from the West. Several New Jersey, several games against New Jersey, Florida, Boston. Like you're talking about, this is going to be it right here. You could win. They could possibly win the Atlantic or they could fall to a wildcard seed, depending on how they play. Again, it's every single game except for Edmonton is against the East. How fucking crazy is that? So that like every night, it's like you're either gaining or you're giving. That's going to be. Well, it's going to be, is that not crazy though? For, I don't think, I can't recall that in a season where like, no, you've got, I, you've got 23 games left and only one of them is against a Western. Uh, that team. is weird. Cause normally you have a little, you have a little break. Like you'll play, 
three or four in a row against Western Conference teams, and then I, you'll I'll, come back to the East. Just having one is very rare. I'm looking at the schedule. That's cool, like, though, because be correct. Like this that's, is crazy, but that's cool because that puts all the power in their hands. So yeah. I, I would take that if I'm the Leafs. All well, we got to do is win, and we can push the teams around in the East. You're right. Yeah, it's Go in their own it. hands, 100. Yeah. percent So, so that's going to be. I think that's going to make the the home stretch here coming into the spring like very interesting like every yeah. night every game every night is going to be meaningful every fucking game you're either why a one one v eight would be a way better setup because that would make it so much more interesting you, you're dude you, like you're either going to be gaining points in the eastern conference every game or you're going to be losing points every game now from in the east like so it, i i i like it like it's going to make things a lot more interesting and fun. and we'll see what happens last thing i got here chad i don't know if you got anything before you want to go but last thing i'll say here is shout out to our boy zach hyman who just scored his 40th goal of the season five point five million dollar contract for five years for zach or what's it just straight up five five and a half or five for zach i think it's five and a half okay i think it's five and a half too five point five million dollars for five years I think either way it's a steal how the fuck did they not find the money for this guy huge mistake letting him walk for absolutely nothing you know how much that drives they me could have, mental they Dale, should they could have found the money oh they my could god have found the money five they, under, they undervalued, just like Zach Hyman has been his entire life. He's been undervalued. The Leafs undervalued him. They undervalued him, and they thought five and a half was too pricey to pay him. And now looking back, I would should I never would have give anything to have no, him on my should, team at five and a half million. They should never have let that guy go. It was an absolutely massive fucking mistake by the management team. Shanahan, do was everybody involved a massive mistake? Here's the thing: you want to drop the AAV down to four million, whatever. Give him seven fucking years. Look at what he's doing. Forty. Yeah, he goal wanted score. to stay here too. Of course, of course, he wanted to fucking stay here. But plan B wasn't a terrible or option B was looks pretty fucking good. McDavid and Drysaddle. Yeah. Matthews Marner, McDavid Drysaddle is like, yeah, okay. But no, it was it was definitely it was a big fumble by the by Leafs management. They undervalued him and they overvalued guys that they had on the team that left anyway. Anyway, big mistake. Huge mistake letting that guy go, but just hey, I still Shout love out. Zach. I'm he's, not a, he's I'm, gonna he's gonna hit 50 goals. He probably will. If if three or four years ago we had to sit on this podcast, Zach Hyman's a fifty goals, he'll be a fifty goal scorer in this league. People would have laughed at us. Yeah, yeah. But he's our boy. Yeah. No, I like. I'm not an Oilers fan here, but I still love Zach Hyman. I love the way he plays. I love everything about the dude. Everything about Amazing. the guy. And I, and I wish he was still a Toronto Maple Leaf. That's all I got for tonight, yeah. Chad. All right, for the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast, don't forget follow us on social media at the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Hit like, subscribe, leave a comment, ring the bell while you're on YouTube. Tip in podcast on TikTok, Tip in pod on Twitter. Email us, Tip in podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, Saturday night, the first live broadcast on the Tip in channel since they were eliminated by the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2022. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my yeah, God. And until then, we'll see you Saturday night against the Rangers live here on the Tippin' Channel. I'm Chad. I'm Dale. We will. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. Like, 
this video on YouTube and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It really helps us out. It really goes a long way. We would really appreciate it. Go Leafs go. We'll see you Saturday night after the New York Rangers Toronto Maple Leafs game alive on YouTube and we will catch you later. We'll be right back.